I'm just sitting there, you know, and I'm like, why the fuck is none of this working? I did a quick test call. I'm like, I changed nothing. And then I had this weird, like, flashback of me haphazardly ripping cords out going, not going to need this anymore for the Skype machine. Because <laughs> I, I was going to set it up on the other computer, but I never got around to it. <laughs> and then I'm like, shit, <laughs> god damn it. So now I need to. I, I do need that. Yeah. So now I need a patron state for hooking shit back up as quickly as possible. Right, we gotta find a new patron saint. <laughs> I got enough of those homie Make figures. That shit Chewbacca, get a little Chewbacca statue. Make that shit Chewbacca. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I could find you a Chewbacca. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I don't even want a free one. I don't care. You're gonna have Chewbacca, motherfucker. Get some respect. This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on wi-fi it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to cinema psyops it must be dizzying and exciting but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about a pirate ship with a tattered flag sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain cinema psyops Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. Hunkered down in the bunker once again due to mental and physical illness is Matt. I'm sorry. Okay, you remember uh, Return of the Jedi? Or not Return of the Jedi, Return of the Living Dead? Yes, I remember Return of the Living Dead very intimately. Yes, well, I feel like I just got hit by Troxin. Troxin? I really do. Two, four, yeah. five? Uh-huh. I am shaking. I have, I have the chills. My body hurts everywhere. I'm pretty sure I'm dead. I haven't craved brains yet, but in my I don't think I will. I think I will crave more alcohol and buffalo wings. So we're going to see how this goes. I was going to ask if your room temperature for your body, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but for my body, maybe. I can't, but I am, uh, I'm dying. I can't even get out of work because they, they need me. I'm actually needed. It sucks to be needed. I'd rather not be needed by anybody. You're not used to that? I used to be needed. No, typically I'm used to a lot of people getting along in life without me pretty, just really well. <laughs> Well, yeah, you are definitely overworked. You're overstressed. And I think that the cold is a way of your body trying to make you slow down or man flu or trioxin poisoning yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. Whatever this is, and I'll find out by a doctor tomorrow. 
it's it's got to be because it all kind of culminated this weekend. And this weekend, I had a huge project at work I had to oversee. And uh, the whole week leading up to it, as I was nervous, because this would also be the first week my boss would be in town to oversee it as well. So I, I was alone. And uh, yeah, I slept really well uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, it was just the amount of sleep I got. I would be able to sleep till 12, 1, 2, 3 every night, maybe get three hours of sleep, probably two. So but I think my body's trying to tell me that it, I suck and I'm old and I'm going to die soon. So <laughs> all of those things sound pretty much like you on a normal day anyway. Yeah, but now I now my body actually feels it like chills and shit. Fuck. Now <laughs> I know how those guys felt. They're all like, oh, everything hurts. And I was always like, God, these guys are really whiny. But now I fucking get it. I should rewatch that movie now with a new appreciation for those two guys. I like to watch horror movies when I don't feel well. And I like to watch really gross horror movies. And oddly enough, I like to watch body horror when I'm sick. Like, oh, the more mucus and weird shit, the better. The last time I had like a really, really bad head cold, like before Halloween, the one that I had, um, like the the spring cold that I usually get the year before that, I sat uh-huh. and watched uh, Brian Yuzna's Society, which is like really fucking gross. Oh Jesus, <laughs> I've never heard of it. So yeah, you'll you'll be covering that sometime oh. soon. Maybe year I, five, we'll see. We're kind of weird. We're weirdly uh, kind of together on that. I love watching like disease movies when I'm sick. <laughs> like outbreak and shit yeah like shit like that if nothing else than to say well at least i only have a fucking cold I, if something bad is going on in my life i like watching movies where there's something somewhat similar but way fucking worse for the characters so i can be like well at least i'm not that asshole <laughs> i prescribe to you 20 cc's of 28 days later yes thank you all right that's gonna get me through to bedtime and then for bedtime because i don't like i don't want anything interesting on like that i haven't seen a billion times before so then i'll either put on uh like how i Met your mother reruns or shit like that, like reruns of a sitcom show that I've watched like all the time. And then I just calmly go to bed, like dressed head to toe. Like tonight I'll have like, it'll be like I'm going outside, what I'm wearing into bed just to try to sweat everything out. I like the healing touch of a lure when I have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> the best Thank part you, of Kit Brockman. Yeah. <laughs> the best part about this though is uh, you have to do the notes. So you're going to be describing everything and you're doing it over Skype. So this episode is going to be a lot of overdubs and fuck-ups just like the fucking movie we're talking about this week oh my god the reporting of this thing hey man you ever see that stuff hey we're in for it now folks what fucking reporters ever talk like that their entire fucking lives i have no clue <laughs> even jerry springer sounds more professional than these people what is the deal <laughs> why are all these cannibals charging at us and trying to eat us <laughs> fucking why is jerry seinfeld out here what the hell <laughs> i don't know i can't do a jerry springer impersonation and i don't have deep thoughts i, 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 I just have to do this jerry jerry <laughs> Although I always wanted the job of like the main guy that's in charge of kicking ass whenever people get out of control, whatever his guy, that yeah. guy was name was. Yeah, the big guard. Yeah, I've... typically, typically like all the guys on there are like 95 pounds soaking wet and maybe 5'5". Five five. That guy just is like, uh. And they overcompensate with violence towards their women whenever they find out they're pregnant to another man. Yeah, because typically they have a small penis, so they're mad about that too. <laughs> well, wouldn't you be? Shut up. Are you talking about penises? <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to dub that clip. I don't I don't know. I guess we'll see. We're going to dub a lot of shit. 
This would be one of those times where if we were like uh, it, it, like video-wise, you could redub the whole entire thing where our <laughs> lips were moving but not matched up with what was being said. Which would be very fitting for Mondo Cannibal. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Mondo Cannibal. Yeah. Now, you have not seen the actual Cannibal Holocaust film, but what you have seen by watching Mondo Cannibal, Matt, is... It's a rip-off of that? Oh, not only is it a rip-off, it is a scene-for-scene, shot-by-shot, redux shit fest. This makes the Psycho remake look like a genius move. Are you kidding me? No, this is exactly the same film, only done in like a really shitty Cliff's Notes version. <laughs> what the fuck is with this guy? It's like if a disaffected teenage girl who was busy fucking Snapchatting with her friends tried to explain to you what she saw in Cannibal Holocaust, but like had no idea what was going on. That was the how this movie got made. It's it, She's doing that thing in college where you have the TV on, but it's on mute and you're listening to music instead. Yeah. And she's fucking around on Snapchat and then she's relaying you to the stuff that she's seeing and you're supposed to. To yeah. write it down that's how this movie got put together yeah oh my god that's fucking terrible by the way that always fucking annoyed the piss out of me too when people <laughs> did that fuck that shit fucking watch tv or fucking listen to music you can't do fucking both i can <laughs> oh you got music pumping into one ear and then the movie pumping into the other well yeah i was a multitasking weirdo i used to play guitar read a magazine and watch tv at the same time as a kid okay was the magazine a playboy because if so i'm gonna argue the fact that you were reading it uh no it was a fangoria oh okay well then you were reading it yeah, that's the, fine. the pornography was always on the TV. And by the way, not like you would read a Playboy. I'm sorry, that's way too classy for you. It'd be Jugs. No, I really enjoy the articles in Jugs, so don't talk Jugs, down yeah. about it. That, you know what? You know what? Come, come again. Jugs actually sounds too classy for you. You were probably reading Snatch. <laughs> uh, no, that filth rag is probably too classy for me. I was more likely <laughs> reading something that involved pregnant women peeing into cups and drinking it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> i love how that got you oh that made me laugh though that was good the visual just popped in of you staring at a magazine with uh with a like naked pregnant women pissing in a cup and then drinking it and i picture them together like it's a group scene so they're kind of you know yeah they're it's like this is a lovely tea party <laughs> only it's a lemonade stand <laughs> All right, we've padded out the beginning of the episode enough. Um, this once again, the trailer for this fucking movie is also a goddamn sizzle reel. Although it does feature dialogue, it's also some of the only dialogue that's in the movie that you took as clips as well. So fuck that. I mean, why are they doing this to me? Well, I mean, it's not like I didn't want to do a lot of clips of them reporting because that sounded so fucking horrible. And by the way, I want you to know, I don't know how these notes are going to go. Now, once again, I did this over a weekend in patches. Uh, I watched this movie, but if you count it, I probably watch this movie three times all in various states of like mental cognitives of either being sick or tired uh sore uh you know uh, a lot of the work i did over the weekend was very physical work setting up desks and stuff and equipment so uh, <laughs> i love that you're spreading your plague through your whole office and your freaking job is making you do it yep exactly i tried to tell them they're like well fuck them this is how the zombie apocalypse gets started yeah. dude <laughs> to help them though uh i will say this the boss was smart and he called in a cleaning crew to wipe down all the desks and keyboards so as i was going there was a crew of like six people behind me wiping down shit <laughs> That's so fucked up. All right, so yeah, again, we have no trailer. Your notes are going to be fucked and make no sense. That's perfect for this movie because even though it yeah. follows Cannibal Holocaust almost to a T, it makes absolutely no sense. So I'll be filling in. Names might be right. Names might be wrong. I definitely did try to give you the tribal names because fuck that noise. 
Yeah. Also, uh, just fair warning, guys. This movie is filled with all sorts of fucking racism, like all cannibal movies are. Yeah. I didn't go through and cut out all the references to calling the natives and the tribal people savages. I left that in there. I yeah. know that that is racially insensitive, and I am deeply sorry, but... If I cut that word out, there would literally be 20 second clips. So and let's, and let's understand we're not supporting it. If anything, we're cutting this movie down so much and pointing out how fucking horseshit that is. And you can't even look at us and say, well, it was a different time. It was 2004. Yeah, this was released in 2004. It was filmed in 2003. And it made a bunch of fucking decisions that I have an issue with and I can't wait to tear into it. So let's stop fucking beating around the bush and let's just go. Yeah, let's start beating. Let's stop beating our pud and get to this. Pulling it just to pull it. All right, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play the promo for the Legion podcast Patreon ad. We will have a little bit of music that is befitting of cannibalism, or at least the best that I can find by the time I'm actually editing this. (laughs) (laughs) And when we come back, we will talk about Mondo Cannibal. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. faith in me, but I found something that fits with cannibalism, even though you have no idea what it is. You sure did. I'm telling you right now, that was the greatest song I've ever heard about cannibals ever. It was great. <laughs> I love how you just dive in on it. <laughs> You're just like, yes, yes it is. The best part will be if you get a song that has nothing to do with cannibalism. <laughs> and I just said that. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, that'll make it even more fun because it's more obvious that we're just like, we got to do this. We have no time. Let's go. <laughs> we're, si we're sick. We're busy. We're fucked. People will hate us. So let's do this. All right. Mondo Animal. Anyway, uh, the movie starts out with a news report and seeing how I'm on death's doorstep and I believe I saw the Reaper outside. I just made that our first clip. During the 20th century, society has made more advances than in the entire millennium. And yet... We shouldn't forget that savages still exist on Earth. Men whose social level has not gone past that of the Stone Age. Primitive men who live in a world ruled by the law that says only the strongest survive. And to tell us about this, our four collaborators have just taken off for an extraordinary reportage to show us that technological progress is not the only goal worthy of humanity. There can't be science without an authentic conscience. And here are our courageous heroes. Grace Forsythe, the host of thousands of successful programs in tandem with Bob Manson who gained fame as a wonderful war correspondent. And their collaborators, Cindy Blair, Ted Brandon, and Ricky Wallace. They left on their voyage, and here is their first report. And then we cut to, like, a news report showing what I'm assuming are going to be our main characters. They are surrounding a bunch of natives who have surrounded a pregnant woman who is tied up on a post. Uh, she is apparently sick and has a disease, and they have to get rid of her to stop it. As they cut her, they open up her gut and pull out the baby. Much to the delight of the reporters and the filmers and uh, all the other people, that's holy shit. Well, I, at first I'm like, hey, that news report sucked because, you know, holy fuck, but maybe the rest of the movie is going to be saved. Until I remember, this is uh, May Matei, and we are instantly fucked. <laughs> I want to point out to the desk was getting chroma keyed from the reflection of the chroma key behind the lady and the desk. So parts of her desk during that initial opening report were disappeared. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. And the sequence of the diseased woman who is also pregnant yeah. is lifted right out of Cannibal Holocaust. Although in Cannibal Holocaust, it's much more severe. And I won't describe it to you, Matt, because... Yeah. No, because we're eventually going to do that shit. Year five, you're going to get Cannibal I, Holocaust. It's going to happen. Yeah, I, I kind of know the story of Cannibal Holocaust just because it's too kind of famous and we've been doing this show long enough not to know about it. Also, you've seen this film and it's pretty much the story of Cannibal Holocaust. It, yeah, because like you've got you like whenever we've had guests and they've talked about it. So kind of like I know kind of how the story goes for Cannibal Holocaust. But yeah, seeing it, yeah, apparently have to do that. So. Anyway, the reporters fang, you know, they fake sadness and they sign off. So, you know, fucking jerk off. Uh, we see that now we cut to what I'm assuming is the past. And we see, see, but this movie fucks up. It doesn't tell us. <laughs> yeah, it's not six months before. It doesn't tell us anything. We just guess. It doesn't give us any of the fucking, you know, words and shit that I love. It helps, you know. <laughs> You need to know where you are every five minutes of film. I do. I need to know because, you know, with the way movies are nowadays and how time travel works, I'm just fucked. <laughs> uh, we see Grace Forsythe heading out as uh, heading out in, into her office. As she's walking through the streets, she sees a report being done by Bob Manson. Uh, he is talking about the possible resurgence of cannibalism among native tribes. He says where though. Yeah, th this is something that's a little bit different. He makes it a news station, and I think Mate or whoever wrote this was trying to do a like a scathing thing against the 24-hour news cycle. But because he's not interested in doing anything really original with it, he just kind of leaves it at that and just 
throws yeah, it over, you know, <laughs> instead of it being it's documentary. Definitely the, yeah, it's it's definitely a, I even got that. I'm not that perceptive at all, but I got that this was supposed to be Matei's jab at 24-hour news cycles in, the, in that news should be about ratings, but it has become about that. And now mostly we don't even have news shows. We have opinion shows, but they don't tell you it's opinion. They call it news. It was so ham-fistedly shoved in there. Oh, yeah. It was like if Neil Blomenkamp slummed it for five minutes to write a script <laughs> for a yeah. cannibal movie. I never, I never said he did it well. I just said that's what he was doing. <laughs> I don't even know if he did it. I don't know who did it, but whoever it is, I blame them all. Yes. Well, anyway, uh, Grace is preparing for her show to start, but she is then informed by her assistant that the show has been canceled due to poor ratings. Uh, Grace has a bit of a paperclips moment here. Who in the fuck took my paperclips? Somebody stole my goddamn paperclips. Those were my paperclips. My paperclips. Wow. I mean, can you hear the passion in her voice right there? You hear that? Yeah, she's very upset that she's lost her source of income that made it possible for her to buy a third and fourth yacht. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, that was uh, the, maybe some of the finest bit of acting in this movie. <laughs> she really wanted those paper clips. She really did. Uh, anyway, uh, she goes to see the network president. He scolds her for being boring and that the Iraq war has taken all the viewers. She says, though, that she has a plan and the president seems interested. She then uh, she and her assistant then watch some footage of about natives in their tribes, and that is our next clip. Stuff isn't for the home. If old Manson knew how blah his services have become, he'd puke. I've seen the same crap a hundred times over and done better in most zombie films. Yeah. Didn't you work with Manson a while ago? What's he like? Charm. Poor old Bob. How's a man with such a big name fall so low? He used to be pretty hot stuff, but now he's become such a holier-than-thou idealistic savior of nature that there isn't a first-rate station that would hire him. And where's he at now, our wandering ecologist? You could call it the asshole of the world, Puerto Chico. I hear it's awful in Venezuela or Brazil. He just might be all that you say, Joan. Only he hasn't managed to lose the knack of being ubiquitous. We then cut to Bob Manson. He's uh, trading a ring that he claims is from Fidel himself to be able to make a long-distance call to New York. Or, I'm assuming New York. You know, I don't know. Uh, he, uh, he finds out through his phone call that no one cares about the deforestation of the rainforest or the extinction of the native tribes and animals that you know live in that rainforest. He is then fired over the phone. As he turns around, Grace is there, and she says she has uh, an opportunity for him. However, he kind of fights it, stating that uh, the old Bob Henderson, that they're Bob Henderson, I just call him Henderson, Bob Manson, that <laughs> she knows. See what I mean? I'm fucked. Uh, that she knows is long gone and dead, and this is a new Bob. Uh, she then says, she, she like asked him, like, you know, t- ask me what the fuck I want, you know, all that shit. Cause apparently that shit turned her on. So that's kind of fucking weird. Okay. I, I got to jump in here. The morality of these characters flip flops for the moment that they need it. Yes. Like this Bob Manson guy gives a shit about things and is trying to do a better job of reporting on things that matter and trying to make a difference. And then all of a sudden he's back to this like exploitation asshole guy that's just manipulating people, treating them like shit and doing all these horrible things. Yeah. And then he flip flops back and forth and so so does grace at some point she fucking acts like she gives a shit and then grace another's... flips once that, that's it but her flip is until the end pretty much all the way through she's a heel she heals it up yeah well, but i mean like everybody given the right moment and the right time and the reason that they do that is based on what happened in cannibal holocaust for that particular scene that they're stealing from and then uh, 
Some of these characters are direct analogs of the characters from that. But the reason that they're acting that way in Cannibal Holocaust is completely different. Once we get to some of those scenes, I'll talk about it more. But these flips back and forth between heel to like semi babyface wannabe, like a like a tweener kind of thing that they're trying to do with these characters uh-huh. is so like jarring. And for a second, you forget which character you're supposed to even be like not necessarily identifying with but like you're like wait a minute do you want me to have sympathy for this guy because i just watched him rape somebody fuck you movie yeah i have no i have no sympathy or interest in any of these characters <laughs> yeah it's a real slog to get through this hour and 95 minutes felt like you're watching a fucking tv miniseries it felt like watching the extended version of salem's lot and i didn't even notice the time until we got to around this point i'm like wow this acting's terrible i bet this is like an hour and 15 minute long movie looked out hour and 35 minutes and i went fuck me yeah there's no reason for it to be this long at all no, no. Uh, anyway uh, as I said she offers him a way out and even though he says he's the new Bob uh, she says she doesn't buy it and boom she gets him because we cut to be a poolside baby she, <laughs> uh, she said she, she has checked out all his new reporting stuff and she said it's sentimental crap and she said she wants to him to take her to report on the cannibals he states that she knows there are no such thing as cannibals they're all gone and that's all just fucking fluff he throws out into the news for he says he's nowadays being new he or the new guy he is he's more worried about mother earth well listen if you treat mother earth like earth like you treat some ladies fuck you i'm pretty sure mother earth is asking for a no way on that one i'm pretty sure he does treat mother earth like he treats the ladies yes he does and that is fucking horrifically <laughs> yep uh she is pissed and wants him to get the old crew back together and go ahead and let's go investigate this and uh she said i want you to find the cannibals and if you can't find the groups you used to be and then make them the cannibals so it's like damn uh yes they're making fake news yeah 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 right <laughs> uh she does uh offer him one million dollars for this and he says that Fine, he'll go. He'll get the team together, but he's going to make all decisions. And then she invites him to her room for what she says is champagne and rub, and then just champagne for her too. So champagne and rub, I bet that should be good. Why would you mix those two things together? Like rum can taste okay, but champagne always tastes like ass. Uh, I think you mix it together when you really just want to get Bob wasted, like and forget that you live. Just drink the fucking rum and then dump the champagne on her and further degrade her. Yeah, well, good God Almighty, she apparently likes it so yes that's obviously that's the thing that she likes she has this thing where she likes to control from the bottom that is an obvious thing which by the way good on you girl get what you gotta get but also bad on you girl for the way that you treat everybody around you constantly maybe that's why like she does have someone of a conscience it's just you know not very strong but her way of like you know maybe it's her way of punishing herself because of the way she treats people and how she goes about her business i don't think she has a guilty enough conscience to punish herself i think she just gets off on the whole pleasure pain mix kind of thing so she's just a freak of the sheets <laughs> which coincidentally she's also freakier in the streets yes yes she is uh let's see here and then uh we have our first report uh as they get ready to set out on their expedition and that is our next clip it's me again grace for sight we're in a village that borders on the most unexplored forest of the world And we're about to start an unimaginable adventure. Bob Manson and his squad will be shortly beginning a dangerous expedition along the Amazon. At a certain point, they'll abandon the river and make their way inland on foot. And here we go with our four courageous explorers. I'm sure everybody has recognized Bob Manson. 
one of our most important correspondents. Any war or natural disaster needs his input. What are you going to be telling us about? A little matter of anthropophagy. We'll be looking for native tribes that live in all the most inaccessible points of the forest. Men who have never seen an outsider before now. And who eat their fellow man. And now let's hand the mic to Cindy Chandler, the assistant of the boss in this little group. Are you scared about the trip? Oh, my lord, no. I visited far worse places with Bob than this stinking little backwater. <laughs> and now let's hear from Rick Norton, television's most daredevil camera person. The only thing that frightens me is uh, marriage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I never stay in one place very long. <laughs> you got away with it this time again. He's got nothing to worry about. <laughs> well, marriage has got to be better than getting your neck broken. Ooh. Well, the best of luck to you, kids. <laughs> so, every week from now on, Bob will take you through an adventure. Right. Try not to miss it. If you're interested in all the really bloodthirsty rites of cannibals, Bob Manson will reveal all. Yes! I know it. As of this coming Monday, the world of cannibals. Yes! Only on TVN. Oh, I forgot. The squad has a new member. Little old Grace, that's who. They are now in the Amazon, and uh, they're kind of going down like the rivers, and they're talking about air. And he, and this is like, uh, why the fuck is this? What is this about? <laughs> Yeah, he was trying to talk about how the air quality was better and you can smell that it's better. And then the other person mentions that oxygen it itself, you can't men- you can't smell. So the smell that you're actually yeah. talking about is the plant matter decaying or something else like that that puts the scent in the air. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That was, I, fuck. This whole sequence of events of them talking and trying to sound like they're environmentally conscious or, you know, working towards or making a better yeah, making a better planet. All the stuff that they talk about and then the counterpoints that they make seem like they were written by a fourth grade science class (laughs) like a very rudimentary understanding of how science works and then also a need to try and tell everybody else everything you know about it that's why i said fourth grade level mr sia the plants give the air a smell this is why I don't have kids, Matt. Yeah, right. Well, that, you know, the government says you can't. Oh, no. Sorry. No, I'm allowed. I don't need a license or anything. I just have no interest in them. I don't need a license. What? You need a license for literally everything else, including fishing in this fucking country. You think parenthood should be one that you get licensed for? Yeah, you would think. But no, man, even I get to have a kid. It's kind of fucked up. Which is the biggest mistake the government ever made was letting you have a child. Really? Me? I mean, not Donald Trump? That's low-hanging fruit, man. <laughs> anyway, okay. they meet with a priest as a lad who takes him to a tribesman. They show him an amulet and it says it belongs to a tribe that no one has ever contacted before. So that's apparently the tribe they're going to go looking for. Which is the same thing that ends up happening in Cannibal Holocaust. They fake up some footage, they fake up some encounters with actual natives in other directions and pretend like they're cannibals and then they find evidence of a tribe that they haven't encountered or that no one else has encountered. And I think these are called the Yados or whatever in this movie and it's the Yamamatos or something like that and cannibal holocaust it's so fucking close it's ridiculous i kind of now wish i'd seen cannibal holocaust first this movie would piss you off so much more if you did matt okay it really would is it weird that i kind of still wish it though (laughs) me being pissed on this show kind of you know does things yeah the audience Um, really loves it when we're in pain talking about the movies we cover they they fucking hate us man i'm telling you they like hearing us suffer they get (laughs) off on that shit yeah, I don't know if it's they hate us or if they just love our pain. You know, kind of that pain-pleasure hey, complex mixed thing that they're into. Bunch of fucking sadists, I'm telling you. <laughs> and maybe uh, a little bit of masochists, because they yeah, listen to oh, us, yeah. bitch. Exactly. 
exactly. Uh, they meet their guide then, uh, Garcia, uh, who the ladies take a liking to instantly, and they also get their canoes. They call them boats. Fuck that. That's a canoe. I've seen a canoe before. I know what a canoe fucking is. That's a canoe. Is a canoe not a type of boat? Kinda, but that's a fucking canoe. You don't call that shit a boat. That's not a boat. It's a fucking floating cigarette. Fuck that shit. That's a fucking canoe. <laughs> uh, after some boating uh, the, uh, and walking then, we cut to Grace and Cindy uh, topless getting some sun. So, I mean, thank you, movie. Yeah, that is kind of a thank you movie. But uh, one of the ladies looks like she may have had some artificial enhancement prior to... Don't matter to me, man. <laughs> You're like, if I can touch them, they're real. <laughs> Okay, yeah, right. They're real. It's still real to me, damn it. The thing that I was getting at was I couldn't tell if they were not real or if she just really took care of herself or maybe she got one of those like, you know, like certain age tucks to, to kind of yeah. bring everything back to the way that it was. But I'm staring and transfixed by that and I couldn't even enjoy the boobs during that sequence because I'm like trying to critique and decide whether or not they're yeah. real and I'm like really trying to figure it out. And then I realized, holy shit, this is kind of sexist court. Stop thinking like that. I, I couldn't enjoy him because of the bad fucking dub until about the third watch and then I was into it. You, you just had to go back and keep watching those boobs? I did, well, I had to keep going back. I, can't, I at the, the first time I was still mad about the fucking canoe thing, but after that... <laughs> Well, and this whole sequence that's arriving, too, I mean, they're sunbathing and then they're trying to seduce the new guy, even though yeah. they're very clearly racist about it, where they look at him as the quote-unquote help to, yeah. you know, take care of their every need and desire. To service them. Yeah, it's like the racism is right up front, right off the bat, oh. all of the, yeah. just right there, just right so, there, man. so fucking brazen. This must be a White House favorite right now. Oh, you know Trump masturbates to this shit on the fucking get-go. I'm pretty sure that when he pictures Porter rico this is what he sees as these tribes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this he, this is what he thinks everything outside of the 50 states is except for russia because that's his home country <laughs> that's where he's truly from yes exactly that's will be his home after he fucked us completely and then you know gets out on an airplane that's probably where air force one is going to take him so he can get asylum after it's all said and done yep uh anyway uh grace uh has garcia rub some suntan lotion on her back then she flips over revealing her own uh breast and asked him to do the front. He seems very nervous about it. He's shaken, and we find out he's never seen a naked woman before. So, you know. She doesn't ask. She flat out tells him, now you have to yeah. do the front, where she's just basically like, yeah. touch these titties, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Clip. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, she then sends him to find some of the tribal guard early and whispers in his ear that he will be, he and they will be paid handsomely, but we don't know what she whispered in the ear, but he's supposed to go forward and find groups early. Yeah. I'm uh, not sure what this whole thing is supposed to be other than I think they're looking to undercut the guy that they fucking hired to do the job. So is she trying to one up the classic guy in his own schlock fest or what? Well, it, I, it, I think she's trying to create drama because the troops that will get into the, with the troops when the troops show up. So I think she's trying to coordinate an attack already. I don't think she's trying to usurp Bob. I think I don't think she cares about usurping Bob. She cares about the ratings for the show. So fuck Bob. Fuck anybody. She's just going to do something. She's, I don't think she's trying to take control. She just wants a good show. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you have it right there is she's courting controversy and trying to make something happen so that they can catch things on camera that they wouldn't get normally. They're arranging situations and faking the news once again. Yes, yes, yes. 
They they must have worked for CNN, Matt. <laughs> yeah, they're all fake news there. Fucking Anderson Cooper. This is what's going to happen whenever Anderson Cooper loses his shining star on CNN. They're going to send him to the jungle. Yeah, well, you know, it's such fake news. That's not even his real hair. He actually has a brown mullet. It's weird. <laughs> all right, you win this round. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bobby Grayson have an argument about how to stage an attack. So they both kind of have their own ideas. Uh, then we have more walking, and we see figures in the forest kind of shadowing them. Grace starts to report about the conditions, really playing it up. Like, you know, paying to sla- nobody's slapping bugs on their necks except for her. No one's like, you know, she's playing all that shit up. Uh, we see more uh, natives in the forest, and then uh, they find a dart on the ground, and Garcia uh, has an idea that they had been there at least 30 minutes ago. They find a campfire and then needed uh, and, and surrounding that campfire they uh, found natives eating a dead man who's on the ground. As Grace uh, does some horrific reporting, and I don't mean horrific as in, oh, this is gruesome. I mean horrific as in, what the fuck are you acting, man? What the fuck do you call that? Have you noticed, too, that this feels a lot like the Jail the Women's Hell in the dub where all the women's voices sound like the same woman? They just pitch shift or differently, which also sounds like the same man who's been doing all the man's voices just pitch shifted to sound like a woman. Yeah, yeah, big time. I think one person did all of the characters and they just pitch shifted the voice badly to make it kind of match up. Exactly. Uh, We see four cannibals come out and and so do the guards of the food. Yeah, the guards start shooting at the natives and the natives start uh, using blow darts at them. One of the guards gets hit with a blow dart in his arm. The other guard tracks down a young native and before he can send a dart that guard's way, the guard kills him, which leads us to our next clip. I'm Grace Forsythe from TBN. You know television? Big company? International? Ah, American television. What can I do for you? Sergeant, I'll ask you to be so kind as to explain to our viewers just what went on. Our platoon found them practicing cannibalism. We're a service of the government. Our job is to protect the local natives. The law is trying to put a stop to cannibalism once and for all. So you protect them all by shooting them down? This fellow is a Yamamura, and the Yamamuras are not cannibals. They were taking part in one of their sacred ceremonies, meant to rid the jungle of evil spirits. To put it clearly, Sergeant, outsiders, that means us. This forest is a place that you guys who claimed you're civilized, well, let's just say you can't imagine what the, the reality of it is. Well, we don't have to imagine nothing, because as forest rangers, we live it every day, and we usually die here, too, real young. Hmm. These poor soldiers really have a terrible kind of job, risking your lives all day in the effort to bring peace to a troubled region. Do you think your companion will survive, Sergeant? Poor Pedrito. Three boys orphaned today. Once the curare gets into your bloodstream, there's no hope at all. You've had it. But there must be an antidote. An antidote. One that works once out of a hundred times or two hundred. If it is not of date when it gets to us. Life here in the jungle is a terrible thing. It's baffling. Either you're the first to strike in a given situation or your dead body is on the ground. Is this fellow really a cannibal sergeant? He looks so tame and ordinary. <laughs> this fellow is a son of a witch doctor ordained in the spirit of evil at birth. You want to see if he's really a cannibal? Nikau Chariva. Chibamau. Uh, they then, uh, as they're re- uh, doing a report with the soldier, uh, the they ask if he, this kid is really a cannibal. Uh, they make the kid eat 
the flesh, and then that ends the report. They have now made a camp, and they have been out for six days, uh, Grace reports, searching for these invisible people. Garcia finds an alligator, and they film him skinning the gator and uh, like getting preparing to eat it. Now, was that real? As far as I could tell, yes, that was real. Um, if Okay, I, I, I just want to do a little caveat here. If this is not real, if this is a faked animal, holy shit, your effects budget must have gone to that. That looked incredible. That was awesome. Good fucking work. If this exactly. is a, if this is a real alligator or a real lizard or whatever it was that they got their hands on, fuck you. It is 2003. There is no reason for animal cruelty on film at all. It wasn't excusable when it was done in the original movies in the 70s that were cannibal films, and it's not fucking excusable now. Fucking A. That shit is... Fuck you for doing that. That's ridiculous. Fuck you. I mean, hunting... But you're actually hunting. That's one fucking thing, but... To fucking just kill something for a fucking movie? Fuck you. That's the other thing, right? A lot of the kills for the animals that happened in some of the other films, they were actually slaughtering the animals. The natives were slaughtering them to eat them yeah. that were there. So they were actually cooking them and eating them for the animals. And so that's when they would thing. slaughter them, yeah, when they slaughtered them and the natives did it, they tried to do it in their way and would make it like as at least as least cruel as they possibly could. There are scenes in Cannibal Holocaust where animals get butchered and it's done by the cast and it's done specifically and only just to make the animals suffer and just for your enjoyment quote unquote on film for your entertainment value Fuck and there's that. no reason there's no reason to be doing that then and there's absolutely no reason to be doing exactly. it now you know Shit. <laughs> and the fact that you're doing it just to copy the other film because the other film did it if that's the case and you actually killed those fucking animal that fucking animal then that's a quadruple fuck you because you're not even being original with it you're being a ripoff artist and you're doing it just because the other yeah, movie did exactly it. fucked up fuck these people <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous and fuck okay. the guy who actually did it because there's no reason to, that animal did not need to suffer suffer at all like it did if it was real yeah. and again if it was fake great fucking job because you obviously pissed me off thinking it's it was same real here. Uh, Bob originally rejects uh, or objects to this but then Grace brings up the fact that he killed sea turtles himself just to make a, a point about the hunting of sea turtles so which, which is a reference to one of the more gruesome butcher sequences in Cannibal Holocaust where this is trying to pretend to be somewhat of a sequel yeah we then cut to the president and the executive watching the report, and they already state the viewership is up 50%. Uh, the, one of the, exec, the exec says that it's all on the president if this doesn't actually work long term. He then The president leaves and he calls Grace on a satellite phone and says that he needs stronger stuff for the viewership to continue going up. Then asks if she, she then asks if she has ever disappointed him in or out of the bed, which he says no, and then she flips out on another paperclips moment on him. What the fuck? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, she's clearly a scorned lover. Yeah, I mean, she she has definitely probably done some really, really dirty, dirty things in the bedroom, and he's like acting like, you know, she's disappointed him. So So is this movie implying that her whole career is based on how much sex she has to further her career and therefore that's the only way a woman can have a career? Is that what this movie's trying to tell me? I believe so. I mean, the movie's already racist. It might as well be misogynistic as well. So it's racist. It's misogynistic. It could possibly be actually murdering animals. Classist. It's classist. It also is going against natives, you know, just because they are different and there's, you know, xenophobic is what I'm going for. Yeah. It's a xenophobic film, too, yeah. towards other cultures. And we cut back to the, now we're in the Amazon again. They are now in the hunting territory of one of the tribes. They hear people screaming and they come to a cannibal feast and that leads to our next clip. The tribe's chief 
says that Kayata flesh is tender, <laughs> but that Maya has more flavor. You're looking at a spectacle, a kind of cannibal breakfast. You're wondering why all this mindless ferocity. It's very hard to know, sitting in your comfortable low chair, with a sack of popcorn there to munch on. And a beer. Satisfying, isn't it? But the point is, something has awakened the animal instinct of these savages. And that something is you and me, civilized man. What you try and do, you bastard? There is now a board meeting that everything is going so well. Even Bob, uh, even Bob's comments that we kind of just heard that kind of pissed uh, Grace off that that didn't seem to fit. Even that's getting letters against Grace in, in pro Bob, which is good, you know, for everybody. Uh, pretty much though, everyone on the board not being happy with what's happening is asking how they're going to keep the ratings up and get even higher. Yeah, all fucking tacky, all of it, fucking tacky. Yeah, one of the execs. Uh, claims that this continues, they will go ahead and get them nominated for a Pulitzer. This shit is so fucking ham-fisted and so fucking obvious. Like, I just want to bitch about every single sequence about how ham-fisted it is with this news cycle stuff. As you can tell, it's supposed to be a push to make our characters go bonkers. More bonkers. Yeah, they're supposed to get more and more depraved in an effort to drive more and more ratings. And add revenue. They're being more and more sensationalistic. Yeah, we got it, movie. You don't need to do this for another hour. You could have made this 75 minutes. We would have got it. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Thanks. Thanks, Matei. We understand. Thank you. <laughs> now, please remove your ham fist from my eye. Because it fucking hurts. Uh, after getting uh, the news, Grace shares it with our group, and that is our next clip. Listen! This time we practically have the Pulitzer in our pockets. Digby's praising us to the skies. He says the ratings are four times what he expected. Oh, and the yeah. yeah. is flat on its ass. The whole damn council is mad for us. How's that for a blast? <laughs> Good news. There'll be a punisher for the photography too. <laughs> and for the sound. The noise of cannibals crunching bones is music for the ears. <laughs> How will we be earning this Pulitzer? With animal blood? Chicken livers? Fake cannibals? Or poisoning men with Karari that isn't there. Leave the hypocrisy, Bob. The men who win the old Pulitzer are the ones who pile up the highest. All the people who boast. Hey, remember what they say about when pigs claim to be able to fly? You look up long enough and you'll get pig shit on your face, too. <laughs> You're moronic fools. The true picture eludes you. These savage cannibals, not my description, yours, have always owned this place, securing their tribal traditions. And now they're afraid. Man, you are out of your friggin' mind. They're savages. They're not going to be scared of anything in the world. They're scared of Rick, of me, and of all the miserable outsiders that come here and spoil their world. He was right, that sergeant fellow. What the natives fear most are the terrible spirits who have destroyed the forest. And you, Grace, you come across just fine as an evil spirit. You have an aptitude for the part. Well, thanks for the preaching, Reverend Sir. You were pretty eager to sign the contract. Respect it now. Or if not, head right straight back to that shithole you were wallowing in until I rescued you. Okay. <clears throat> I'll be with you. And we'll win that Pulitzer at a graveside ceremony <laughs> posthumously. Garcia happens to have told me that in the afternoon we'll reach the village of the Yakumas. So let's have a bright idea. So now Bob went from kind of like, uh, we're not getting anything out of this to now fully on board. And it didn't take a lot to convince him, did it? No. And they're also talking about how they're all going to get Pulitzers for this shit. It's a 24-hour news cycle. All you're going to get is ratings and more sensationalism. I don't know if anyone's noticed lately, but, you know, news cycles like this do not necessarily win awards. People tend to be very derisive about them. And that's yeah. not that will 
will not stop just because you're probing the depths of a cannibal world, quote unquote, which is, by the way, the other title for this film is Cannibal World. Oh, really? Yeah. Considering all the cannibalism we've seen so far has been apparently kind of fake. Yeah, they've been. That's one of the things that this movie actually does well is reveal that they've been staging things and they kind of make it to where you're not sure if this is something they did happen upon and just filmed or if they've been staging every single thing that's been happening. But then it becomes yeah. more obvious as we get into it that they are staging <laughs> literally everything. You heard one of the comments from Bob saying, are you going to win that Pulitzer with you know chicken bits and all that kind of shit? Yeah, so. this is the part where he's like, we've obviously been faking it. This is, you know, and even though the, we're fooling the audience, eventually we got to get them real content or we're fucked. Yeah, uh, going through, uh, they're going once again through the forest and Garcia seems to be unnerved. They spot the tribe uh, of real actual cannibals carried a woman on a pole. They follow that group and watch them beat the woman to death and then uh, carve her up and begin devouring her. So this, I would assume, is real. Well, real within the context of the movie. Yeah, I bet, I bet real in their storyline, you know? And I have to say, when they do the cannibal effects, these aren't the worst I've ever seen in a cannibal movie, but these are actually pretty decent for this kind of low-budget shit fest that we're talking about here. For Matei 2000s, this is, the effects are actually really stunningly good. This is the only reason why I'm not crying and yelling at you while we review this movie. <laughs> because the gore was good and it made you want to puke? The gore was actually decent, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, the most unrealistic thing about this entire movie was that one set of tits I was complaining about early. And even those, you know, <laughs> oof, at least we got to see some tits. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, still. Tits, so. <laughs> all tits are beautiful, even the fake ones. Yes, all titties are beautiful. Uh, <laughs> after it is done, Grace then takes Bob's gun and shoots one of the tribal men in his ass. And it's to slow him down so they can follow him to his camp. Yeah, the guy's also telling her how bad of an idea this is because she has no idea how their culture is going to react to what that's what's just happened there yeah but she needs that footage yeah but she's like they're he's he's like they're gonna raise a shit storm she's like good then we'll get good clips or something like that i can't i can't yeah. remember exactly how she responds but she's gone around the deep end before anybody else Oh, yeah. She needs that footage. 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 Anyway. Uh, in their case, it's footage, though. Footage. Yeah, it is footage in their case. F-A-U-T-O-G. Footage. Uh, as they find the camp, but there's no violence towards them, as everyone seems kind of afraid of them. Well, yeah, they've probably never seen a gun before, and so one of them yeah. getting shot in the big loud or bang, right. it's... Probably, yeah, or people of that particular ethnic persuasion. Yeah, they yeah. probably think they're all evil spirits or something. And I think Bob says that, doesn't he? Something like that, yeah. And then we find out their darts are also just like the other tribe's darts tipped with that poison. Yeah, now they say Karari, and I don't think that that poison works the way that this movie's trying to make it work, so... Uh, well... Grace brings up the idea to Bob to do what he used to do and attack the village himself to make it look like enemies did so. They hurry most of the tribal people into their huts and then set them on fire, burning them down and alive. Another sequence lifted directly out of Cannibal Holocaust. This is something that they do where they force all of them at gunpoint into they force a, a tribe that's non-cannibals that they're trying to push the narrative that they're being terrorized by the cannibal tribe. They force them all Jeez. into a hut. They light it on fire to burn them all to, to death and then after they get really good footage one of the guys uh and his particular lady who are like the the main documentarians then have sex in the ashes of all the corpses holy fuck people are fucked up <laughs> yeah don't ruin that for me man well no i'm telling you that because i wanted to show you just how badly this movie pales in comparison with what it's trying to do nice uh bob is now starting to get way way into this and they are uh now we see the 
they, they all are. They're all pretty happy about killing people. Yeah, their cruelty is becoming addictive, and they are getting a gang mentality for it to where they're yep. egging each other on, which is a psycho- psychological phenomenon that does occur. It's something that got explored in uh, I Spit on Your Grave. You actually see where the guy's egging each other on, and they become more and more numb to the shit that they're doing, and they're okay with the evil that they're perpetrating, and they just keep going. That's the same thing in that uh, 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 that Jodie Foster film. Uh, the Accused, yeah. The Accused, yeah. I mean, very much like that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they state that this was, uh, she reports, Grace reports, that the, the narrative that the tribe, a different tribe, to that woman they ate belonged to, came for revenge for them attacking her. The end of the report, and when they look all horrified, they cut to them then laughing after the camera goes off. And lifted straight out of Cannibal Holocaust, basically. Uh, uh, we see an exec, and he is now watching the footage. footage. <laughs> the footage, in this case. Yes. And he sees, the first footage is of them drawing the baby baby on the pregnant woman and then the other native stopping on the baby he says that they cannot show that on television and, and then he says uh when the guy who showed him goes that's not the worst of it and shows him the clip of the people of grace and bob and the rest of the group killing that village uh and city fires it all he seems fairly disgusted by that i love that the bald creepy looking dude who looks like he should be explaining how hp lovecraft wrote stories yeah. to everyone around him is the only voice of reason in this fucking movie exactly uh the exec brings this up to the president and the president is even kind of shocked about this and the exec says well those let's end this but the president says won't hear of that he says they're all in too far now and the exec says he's going to be out of this so they keep up. Uh, he tries to reason with the president, but that asshole is now a sociopath with no empathy and just wants that money and the ratings and the power. Wait, Murdoch what? What'd you say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did hear you correctly then. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. R- it, you know, Rupert, right? Rupert Murdoch? Is I'm pretty that, sure. That's what you said? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I'm pretty sure life isn't all that great uh, for that uh, woman anchor uh, on their news channel. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, they're back at the camp and the, the tribal people are actually rebuilding their camp and not attacking them as it seems that they're well yeah officially scared of them because they don't know what they can do <clears throat> at night he uh reports like a bunch of bullshit like they're almost out of bullets and food and medicine but they're gonna push on for you know to, for glory uh we have more tracking and then sydney uh the blonde one with the uh the the fake boobies allegedly she is, uh, fake boobies allegedly allegedly she is snatched up in a trap like a hunter's trap uh they're able to cut her down but gray is laughing all the while the cameraman is filming. Sydney kicks the cameraman in the junk, and then we get a girl fight between her and uh, and Grace. So, Kind of a thank you movie, but I hate them both so much, I just don't care. Yes. We have an executive board meeting, and that is our next clip. Quest, who is in complete disagreement with the editorial policy of our company. But Manson and Forsythe's program has reached a rating superior to any expectations. And as a consequence of this, our sponsors have raised the budget 70%. And now let's hear from Bob. Mm. Thank you, Aloysius. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not speaking as executive vice president today, but as a man. The material shot by those two is obscene, inappropriate, and inhuman. I'm sure by now we all understand who Manson and Forsythe are. And we're all as disgusted about it as you are. But their material can be cut and edited in a correct way. It seems I didn't make myself quite clear. I refuse to have anything to do with this company if it insists on continuing to show this nauseating program. Careful with your protests, okay, Robert? We have on hand the most sensational footage ever been shot. And you come to the council now and... 
and tell us that we have to throw it away? We in television have a duty, and information is that duty. So the footage coming in from the Amazon you say is not usable? Yes, that is exactly the point. Try to understand. I've seen the rest of that material, and you haven't. I've even seen the cuts that our editing team has made because the footage is too disgusting. I'm asking you, I'm begging you to go take a look at it before reaching a decision. You'll see. It's exactly what I say it is. I think we should vote on Mr. Clark's proposal. Here we go. All those in favor, please raise your hands. He is voted down, and everyone decides to let him keep on going. He then decides to break the fourth wall and asks, who's the real cannibals? Okay, now this is something that the movie was doing in Cannibal Holocaust, where there's a sequence where the person is like, I wonder who the real savages actually were, and they actually do it a little less ham-fisted than this. This movie so drives it home, they literally stare you straight in the eyes, and it's almost like they're trying to be like, why do you like this kind of entertainment, you sick fuck i wonder who the real monster is here the people in this movie or you for wanting to watch it and i'm like fuck you movie this is stupid yeah hey listen i'm doing this for work asshole what are you doing <laughs> i mean like i probably would have started it bitch i would have watched this anyway but like this shit where he's like i wonder who the real fucking pervert is you know or whatever it yeah. is because i refuse to say savage like you did or cannibal or whatever fuck yeah, this. right he's the a thing. cannibal yeah i know but, who's the, the real cannibal oh my god it's so fucking terrible it's so fucking ham and it's at this point i'm really really questioning once again like i'm like what what the fuck have i done and i just wanted to like text you and be like matt i I made a terrible mistake (laughs) and i would have replied to your text going um remember how i said if i returned as living dead i want beer wings so now it's 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 coming to brains again but only brains that people make racist movies (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you need to rid the world of that kind of shit yep that's that's what i'm doing uh garcia and they we come back to the forest and garcia tells the team that they are all over the place and they are now surrounded. Uh, they are able to scatter the tribe by firing their guns in the air, but then spears and darts are used against them, and Garcia is hit uh, in the arm. They are able to pull the dart out of the arm, and then Grace, with Grace happily watching and telling them to film, Bob cuts off Garcia's arm, but Garcia still dies to, despite their effort. Yeah, the, it made it way into the bloodstream at this point. It, it was so deep into the bloodstream, and when they cut off the arm, they also don't cauterize, cauterize it, and there's a lot of art spewing blood out of his arm yeah that that yeah they they weren't thinking right right there the arm stump is all fucking lame too it looks terrible oh yeah way bad um they report about uh, garcia's death but you know they don't mean that shit so uh, actually bob seems a little disappointed like a little sad about it he seems real where uh grace doesn't like she doesn't care i think bob actually liked garcia i think that garcia wasn't into ladies and i think bob was into garcia and they weren't showing that in the movie because he was kind of a little too shy about rubbing oil on a lady even if it is the first time you see a woman naked you still want to get hands on if you're into ladies this is true but who knows i know uh, matt because i would have rubbed oil on her oh i would have too it would have, i probably would have started with the front and that's why i, I could no longer go to the beach <laughs> <laughs> that whole cease and desist and then also the restraining order for all public places that involve bikini. You know, my wife asked me to rub her front, so I did it. I mean, why is everyone getting in my business for? Oh, yeah. Try and qualify it to make it sound less like you just run around massively touching people against their will. I can't do that, man. I mean, fucking my fat ass, man. I like fucking people get away from me easily. There's a, there's a reason why I can't be a criminal. 
That and you're also a horrible coward. Yes, that too. A horrible <laughs> coward. Women scare me. Uh, yeah, so. it has nothing to do with the fact that you respect people's personal space and you would never touch someone against their will. It has everything no. to do with the fact that you're too terrified to bother. Yes, just that that shit scares the fuck out of me. Uh, <laughs> I made I made my wife wait like nine months of dating. Uh, she was about ready to let that shit go. <laughs> I'm going to call horseshit on that because I know that's not I, true. She had to. I, I told her I need it in writing that this is okay. I need it faxed to another notary. And then they have three forms of identification. All right. I got to make sure you want to do this. Looks like the prenup agreement from the, who's that girl whenever Griffin Dunn gets married. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> they uh, finally find the zone that has never seen a white man's foot. Uh, they find a young man and a young woman who run away as soon as they see him. They give chase and grace at one point is kind of like ah let's leave him alone the group catches up to the two and then grace is all kind of like mocking the kid like grabbing him by his face and shit like that they report that they found the tribe and they must be careful as this particular tribe is violent and uh, enjoys like really torturing their victims then bob cuts off the head of the boy so what the fuck uh the girl is able to break free and escape however they're able to catch up to her and bob and the sound guy repeatedly rape her this is from cannibal holocaust almost directly while it's being filmed and then the grace turn here is where it's like the most weird you would think they would do the other camera woman where she would get pissed and refuse to film it then grace grabs the camera from her that makes more sense yeah because that's what i'm saying cindy throughout the whole thing was kind of more like oh my god this is bad all this you know but no she started enjoying it and grace was the one who had a problem but she was trying to quantify it she was telling him to stop because you know not because it was like uh, on morals or anything but because like they're wasting tape or they have to go right She's she's pissed that they're filming it because they're wasting the tape, which is exactly yeah. like it is out of Cannibal Holocaust. The lady's pissed because they're wasting the film. She doesn't care that they're raping him. She's a little jealous that it's like her man that should be dedicated to her, like their husband and wife team. But like it's yeah. almost it's almost exactly the same. Like the dialogue is almost exactly the same for everything. It's just that it doesn't make any sense for that to be Grace. They should have made it the other camera woman. And at least then it's a little bit more creative. They're literally just doing it almost exactly down down the line as the other movie yeah and then uh they uh then we cut to the girl has been tied to a post and like cut up she is dead they're gonna film like they act like they just stumbled upon her as bob is uh watching the camera guys filming he goes you gotta get rid of the smirk we can see it so bob's turned uh as bob starts reporting grace uh, it looks really lost and she can't even talk at all so they actually did the woman tied to the post and mutilating her and then they pretended like they came upon it and saw it and in cannibal holocaust it's actually something that they did that caused the thing that they stumble on later it's the same girl uh-huh. that, it's the same girl that they assault but there's like this horrific tribal right to kind of quote unquote cleanse her that they stumble upon and then they're super Jeez. happy that they stumble upon it and then it's uh-huh. the same thing where he's like hey uh watch the smile you're in frame oh wow yeah. Fucking shit. Yeah, and again, in Cannibal Holocaust, it's much more soul crushing. And I'm telling you yeah. this. I'm telling you this just to tell you how bad this movie is. Nice. Uh, as they keep walking, uh, they are attacked again by the tribe, but are able to fend them off. However, the sound guy gets a little overzealous and starts running after them for more stuff, and he is caught. This is the equivalent of the sound guy. Is the equivalent of the guy from last week that like sticks his arm out at the zombies? Is here bite this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The same kind of stupid uh, shit. Cindy then has her own paper clips a moment. I think we have a clip of that as well. Yeah, I uh, hang on, let me yeah, here it is. Who in the fuck took my paper clips? Somebody stole my goddamn paper clips. Those were my paper clips. My paper clips. 
Yeah, Cindy's very passionate about this. Yeah, she does not want to die. She does not want to die. She also does not want to lose her paper clips. Yes. No, I mean, those paper clips are probably important to her, you know. In this case, the paper clips are her life, and she doesn't want to lose it. Yes. <laughs> uh, Grace wants to go save Tim, and then she is able, actually, to convince the group that, you know, they're so brave, let's go. And they go. That night, they're able to find Tim, but he's being tortured by the tribe with, like, spears that keep poking him. They then bring the dead girl's body, and proceed to then remove his pants and chop off his dick. Okay, they cut away before they, you know, cut away, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Probably because uh-huh. they couldn't afford it to, yeah. to sculpt it and everything. But this is supposed to be the direct retaliation. Guess where this is lifted from once again, Matt? I'm going to say Cannibal Holocaust. You would be correct, sir. It's direct uh-huh. correlation to something that happens in Cannibal Holocaust. Well, I figured. Uh, uh, they decide to make a run to the uh, to the canoes the next day. And uh, as they're running, Cindy trips over a trap that's actually this time a, like a bed of spikes that kills her. Uh, they fight more while Cindy is taken away and then almost like battered, like tenderized with big fucking clubs. Yeah, and they then look cut like open and they look like fucking Fred Flintstone style bat clubs. Like the caveman, Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman's club or the, the hunk of wood that George the Animal Steel used to carry around with him. No, 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 that was uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, 2x4. No, 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 not a 2x4. For a while there, there was like a little hunk of like wood that... that oh, you're right. He used to carry a club. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, it yep. was it was like a hunk of wood that he kind of shaped into somewhat of a club. It looks almost exactly like that, too. Uh, Bob makes uh, another report that he is now out of ammo and only has uh, a flare gun. Uh, as they are sitting there talking, uh, Grace yells out that here they come, and he shoots the flare gun, and that actually scares them away. <laughs> However, unfortunately, Grace had run the opposite way, got ran right into some of the natives, and they pick her up and they carry her away. Bob goes to try to catch up with him. He trips on the ground and then is swarmed over by natives. Uh, they start beating him with the gloves. Uh, we pretty much see, I think Grace is getting raped. Yes. Is that what you got to? They are implying that Grace is being raped. Again, guess why they're doing it, Matt? Uh, because that was what was done in Cannibal Holocaust? Yep. <laughs> it's almost uh-huh. it's almost exactly the same kind of shit. Only once again, in Cannibal Holocaust, it's a lot more soul-crushing. Oh, well, while Bob is being beaten to death, he's telling the cameraman to keep filming, keep filming. Grace and Bob are now both beaten to death with the clubs and then cut open and devoured. As the cameraman keeps shooting, we see a club slam into the back of his head. He falls. The camera falls, pointing right at his dead face. We then go back to the executives and that is our final clip. This material was found by an agent of the FUNAI, the National Foundation for the Protection of the Indios. It's the last of Manson and Foresight, their final footage. And what will you do now? Nothing. There's only one thing that matters. The audience must grow. What? Even if those two are dead? Murdered? No. Manson and Foresight are not dead. They're only lost in the hellish green of the jungle. And soon, avant-garde virtual techniques will enable the audience to find them. These tapes must be destroyed. Go with the intro. Camera four, dolly in, go! After weeks of searching, our crew, once feared lost in the Amazon's mysterious jungle, has finally been found. And all of us here are delighted to say they're in good health. They've been searching out tribes that still practice cannibalism, (laughs) and their quest drove them to many inaccessible areas where civilized man has never set foot. It's scaring. But Mm -hmm. a malfunction of their satellite apparatus had us fearing for their lives. (laughs) Finally, we managed to reestablish contact with them, and we can go on showing their shocking exposés shot in a savage land one afflicted by a terrible plague cannibalism nice what a fucking asshole anyway (laughs) 
Yes. You know, it, the the 24-hour the news cycle, the scathing thing is complete here. I mean, they really yeah. drove it home. It's ridiculously over the top to the point where I exactly. almost feel like I need to start watching 24-hour news just because this movie tried to convince me it was bad. Uh, we end with a news report that the two are still alive and have been found with their entire crew and that they're going to be back bringing them more programming. The programming that the people love and roll credits. you movie yeah. <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait a little while before we actually do cannibal holocaust for you to etch a sketch this film out of your head first yeah I, I need i need to cleanse i need a lot of cleansers before i go right to cannibal holocaust it's like you don't drink like daddy light and then try to go right after that to, like you know a really hopped up ipa it just doesn't work i mean you could but why would you want to exactly you're supposed to go the other way but now so now you gotta wait for all to just get out of my taste buds <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you've seen Cannibal Holocaust, there is really literally no reason for you to watch Mondo Cannibal unless you really want to watch a shit fest of a film that is so blatantly a ripoff of another movie that it almost makes you wonder your choices about watching all other Italian cinema that is also a ripoff. Yeah. But here's the difference between these Matei films that we've done the last two with their ripoff nature versus other Italian films that are ripoff nature. Italian films that were ripping off in the past, they would be like, okay, we're going to make a sequel to such and such a film. We're going to steal a bunch of ideas from it. But then we're going to steal a bunch of ideas from all those other films. And we're going to make this weird concoction of all these weird, crazy ideas. And the next thing you know, you have a movie like Hands of Steel and you're like, what the fuck is this? I think I kind of yeah. like it. This <laughs> is no Hands of Steel, my friend. This, no. this, this is not even a like medium grade cannibal film. This is the only way this film is fun is if you get a group of your friends together and you partake in any alcohol or recreational drugs you use if you want to and then fucking openly mock it. Yeah, but even openly mocking it, there are much more fun and easier to watch films than this. The gore, Oh, you're not wrong. The gore in it is great. This is basically the kind of movie that you would use for that group as a dare. Like, how much of shit can you stand? Like, can yeah. you put up with a more shitty film than this? This is the kind of movie you bring to, like, a bring your own terrible movie night to see if you know your friends can stomach it compared to all the other oh, stuff i got a great game so this is what you do you get your friends together and you don't watch it right away you drink a little bit do whatever you want to get loose so you're loose if you're ready you want to talk and then here's the challenge if you watch the movie and when you talk you have to leave the room you're done watching the movie and see if you can get through the entire movie without snarking at it <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would just snark just so they could leave the fucking room, and then somebody would be going and doing something else, and you just Probably. be wasting your ah, put, time. Put some money in the table, like fifty bucks. Fifty bucks is the last person standing. I don't even think it's worth watching this for fifty fucking bucks again. Like I honestly, uh, well, I'm a whore for money, so I'll do it. <laughs> you're just a whore in general. Yeah, I just, um, I, I, I just don't even fucking know, man. Like, ah, uh, this was a, this was actually more frustrating for me than last week's movie. At least last week's movie, whenever the fucking zombie, uh, fucking Reaper guys that were supposed to be statues that were clearly just dudes in makeup that we yeah. were we were supposed to believe were statues and the crew was selling that it was statues at least when that happened you're like okay this is just stupid i'm having fun this movie is just like mean-spirited for the sake of being mean-spirited and angry and attempting to do something that was mean-spirited and angry and failing miserably at it this is the, yeah this, this is the equivalent of a teenage boy stomping off to his room saying i'll never talk to you again when his parents are just going good that's what we wanted all along i'll show you guys <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's like the equivalent of your wife giving you the silent treatment like that's somehow a punishment don't sleep on the couch well, the joke's on you that's like camping <laughs> 
you know how much I love that fucking couch? <laughs> I'm in a relationship with that couch. You don't even know about it. Clip. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I got nothing else. I mean, it's not even fucking worth going into about this film anymore. I'm fucking done with it. I'd rather just have some news and like have some fun. Yeah. Uh, do we have to do news tonight? <laughs> We're only at like an hour and 10 minutes. You think you can stomach a story? Uh, Yeah, let me see if I can find something here. Okay, so we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast. We're going to have a little bit of music bidding of cannibals, I suppose. And when we come back, we will do some PSYOP news. The bond between father and son has been magical throughout time. Precious moments spent together shape not only the son, but the father as well. Their contributions to the world will benefit all humanity. However, this does not apply to Dan and Brennan on the Corrupted Youth Podcast. This father and son duo explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. What a couple of dongles. If you'd like to hear Dan and Brennan's precious father-son moments flushed away like so many turds, listen to the Corrupted Youth Podcast, available on Podomatic and Apple Podcasts. It's like we have no motivation to do anything now. I mean, I, I'm just, I don't even know if I'm feeling this song that I chose for the edit later right now, Matt. I just, I don't know. I hope uh, I did okay. I guess we'll see. I, I, I have motivation to, you know, die. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you have enough motivation left to give me some songs. Can muster something up here. Uh, this comes from our friend Damien in the group. Uh, that would be this. the witch. 
The witch for the witch versus the doomsday and, uh, clock. Yes. Yes. From Gizmodo Navy recordings of a viral sky penis incident and in Satan's. Uh, yeah. They uh, show pilot worried balls are going to be a little lopsided. He must have an incredibly long penis. It's micro penis time. <laughs> uh, in 2017, two creative Navy lieutenants cruising in the sky of North central Washington realized their jets contrails were especially thick and puffy. So they decided to make atmospheric artwork. Freshly released recordings give us a glimpse into the creation process. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? His sky penis went viral after onlookers snapped photos and posted the images on social media. I've had seven dicks them. inside of me. Uh, the, the Mother Earth is getting ready to have one, uh, which broke the story. And we're back to dicks. Well, authorities from the Naval Air Station uh, Whidbey Island confirmed to news outlets that an aircraft from their base was involved in aerial graffiti. It always comes back to dicks. Quote, the Navy holds its air crew to the highest of standards, and we find absolutely, this absolutely unacceptable. I'll have some fun. Um, <laughs> Wait, and they were talking the zero. entire time about, like, how they got to get the balls right or something, too, right? Doesn't that yeah. drop the humongous balls? <laughs> yeah. He said that this is zero trading value. I disagree. And <laughs> we are holding the, the crew thing. accountable. <laughs> Uh, the official said in a statement to KREM2. Now the story of how the Sky Penis came to be is finally public thanks to a Freedom of Information Act request made by the Navy Times. The documents retracted the identities of the pilots. Those brave, brave, I have the most brave, beautiful bastards. Right now. <laughs> but they showed two lieutenants flying as Zapper 21 were behind the penis. The pilot's cockpit mate. Wow, what a fucking... Yeah, let's just jam that word in there. Witty, witty, witty. electric warfare officer first introduced the idea based on a cockpit conversation captured by a recording system. <laughs> this guy's trying to throw the word cockpit in there as much as he possibly can. Circle jerk! Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish you would have bet that's what like started it. Hey, man, you comfortable with the cockpit? And then they start talking about drawing The only thing that's going to solve that is a cock. Oh, come on. You give someone a pencil, eventually they're going to draw a dick it's just gonna yeah. happen that's 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 life man yeah that's how life happens you can uh, if you can draw something in chemtrails the first thing you want to do is draw a giant dick in the sky i mean that's that's what we would do if we had that power that's i don't blame them are, at all i don't either man these guys are heroes in my estimation <laughs> they're, they're, well, they're true americans the ewo said draw a giant penis according to the navy times that would be awesome it was awesome <laughs> What did you do on your flight? Oh, we turned dinosaurs into sky penises. End quote. That's the greatest quote I've ever read in my entire life. What did you do on your flight? Oh, we turned dinosaurs into sky penises. Somehow that's going to be a clip. That's got to be. It's the, it's the greatest quote I've ever seen in my entire life in any article. Shut any up. Article. Are you talking about penises? They are. They're talking about penises. And they're drawing uh, them the with chips. <laughs> the EWO egged the pilot on and the pilot began plotting it out. I can basically draw a figure eight and then turn it around and come back and i'm gonna go i'm going to go down grab some speed and hopefully get out of the contrail there so there's uh they're not connected to each other he said according to the report pulling it just Damn. to pull it like yeah. he planned it out and made sure that he could do the rollout just in time to get the penis drawn properly this guy should be protecting us <laughs> He's the new Iron Eagle. Instead of listening to rock and roll strapped to his fucking leg on a shitty Walkman, he's drawing cocks in the sky for your freedom. If we for real had like war machine army or war machine armor that the government had, this guy should be the war machine. <laughs> Although he'd probably be more like Iron Monger if you gave him the power. I don't know, man. Draw penises. That's just good, clean fun. Who cares? <laughs> uh, I draw dicks on stuff. <laughs> 
You're hired. <laughs> You're exactly who we need to defend this great nation. America's Welcome. a bunch of cunts. Welcome to the Avengers, War Machine. <laughs> that's your power. You draw cocks in the sky. It distracts everybody. Wow, that's Thanos really like, that's really lopsided. Thanos is just staring. Huh. But, huh. It's weird. They get the fucking gauntlet off his hand and the movie. Nobody got snapped out. <laughs> Thanos looks up. Is that a fucking penis? And then there you go. It's gone. <laughs> That's one of those how Infinity War should have ended. Yeah, 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 yeah. It should have done Infinity War like Clue. But this is how it really ended. This is how it really happened. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, before drafting the shaft, the lieutenant <laughs> knew it could cause stir. And, and one quote is saying, dude, that would be so funny. The pilot reportedly said. And then airliners coming back on their way to Seattle. Just this big fucking giant penis. We could almost draw a vein in the middle of it too <laughs> these guys are heroes man heroes i love that the entirety of the sky traffic that day that goes through that area is into trying to add to the drawing that's hilarious i love that the entirety of the conversation between these guys is what we talk about on the ground <laughs> yeah like how we're drawing it in a stand like in the sand yeah. with, with a stick you know <laughs> yeah exactly no no you're, you're uh, fucking it up we gotta we gotta start it over again the only difference between us and these guys is they know how to fly a jet really really fucking well yes and they're probably much more accomplished adults than we are too sadly oh, that's true that's true as well hey listen drawing a sky penis makes you the most accomplished adult i fucking know all right my hpv will cure what ails you <laughs> sky penis it's my now new it's, favorite thing now it's sky hpv <laughs> my sky hpv will cure what ails you and other horse sex news uh so you know to all you conspiracy theorists who hate chemtrails i, I kind of fucking love them now so fuck you anyway uh, uh, anyway, they are now quoted as saying this. Uh, the report lays out the creative struggle of making the sky penis. <laughs> According to the Navy Times, it was said balls are going to Quote, balls are going to be a little lopsided, the pilot said. The balls are complete, he reported moments later. I just got to navigate a little bit over here for the shaft. Drop the humongous balls. <laughs> I'm trying to stay quiet. Which way is the shaft going, the EWO asked. I'm trying to stay quiet because I don't want to step on all these. They're beautiful clips. I know. <laughs> but I'm uh, laughing my ass off at this. <laughs> The shaft will go to the left, the pilot answered, which it does. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> Only because you tuck it in your underwear. It's it's going to, it's, the EWO said, <laughs> it's going to be a wide shaft. <laughs> <laughs> the loving three-way with a corpse. Hey, bro, uh, I, don't, I can't get it up. Oh, God. The next quote, the pilot says, I don't want to make it just like three balls. <laughs> your silicone penis budget is out of control. I love that they're having this whole conversation through the air as they're drawing a dick in the sky with chemtrails. Awesome. Let's do it, the EWO said. Oh, the head of that penis is going to be thick. (laughs) (laughs) This might be the greatest story we've ever done on the news. (laughs) Thanks, Witch. We really appreciate it. Just for the clips alone. Oh my god, I'm gonna read this story like six times tonight, just because it's fucking funny, I'm saving the shit. It's making oh you feel god. better. It is. <laughs> we found your uh, chicken after, soup. This story is the chicken after, soup for your soul this week. Oh my god, I guess. After the pilot had completed the composition, crying, the, the composition, the lieutenants were amazed that the contrails did not immediately dissipate. Prideful joy turned into fear. <laughs> Soon after... Soon after, uh, quote, soon after I realized the extent of our actions, the pilot reportedly wrote it later, uh, that that the contrails were remaining longer than predicted. Well, they say if it lasts more than four hours, you're supposed to go to a doctor. Well, have you tried flicking your balls first? Because I heard that works. 
That worked. Oh, there you go. Uh, the pilot then tried to scrub what he had done. I flew one pass over and essentially tried to scribble it out with my contrails. That pass was ineffective. He probably wrote, I want you to bet just made it look like it was semiming. Yeah. Yeah. Just cubby dick in the sky. Either that or he shaded it in and it actually gave it depth and like made it more impressive. Don't, don't cover up artwork like that, my man. You're fine. Fuck, fuck the government if they can't fucking think that's a joke. Yeah, but you know, some prude out there is pissed that there's a dick in the sky. I don't give a fuck about them. Fuck them. Because <laughs> they're looking at it and they're like, you know what that is? And Satan's cock. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it did take long for the lieutenants to be contacted by their commanding officer who had been alerted of a sky penis in an area where his squadron jets had been flying. <laughs> Do you imagine you're a fucking officer? You're a commanding officer. Right. You've worked your whole life for this. Right. And you're woken up in the morning about a sky penis. And you have to talk about it as if it is a serious situation when inside you're really just cracking up and you think it's hilarious. Oh my God. How this commanding officer is it laugh his balls off with trying to get all mad about it? Give him a fucking, you know, give him a medal too. Uh, <laughs> I hear the police academy theme the entire time in my head while you're describing what's going on. They both apologized and were at once remorseful. Boo! Don't be remorseful. That shit's funny. The commanding officer wrote in a report, according to the Navy Times. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? They were probably forced right? to pretend to be remorseful and to... Pulling it just to pull it. Retract their statement. Exactly. Gizmodo asked representatives for Naval Air Station uh, Whidbey Island if the pilot was disciplined, but we did not immediately receive a response. The, an official investigation, the incident addressed that the crude, immature, and unprofessional art was not in line with the character of the lieutenants. Well, fuck that. It's hilarious. Even so, it has caused the United States Navy severe embarrassment in the public arena. It jeopardizes the strategic narrative that underpins the justification of flight hour program. Fuck that. It was great. I fucking love it. That's America. Uh, the investigator wrote. America is a bunch of cunts. Additionally, the absence of relevant, effective professional training highlighted by the sophomore skydroid indicates a potential waste and misuse of the government sources. See, if they would have shaded it in, he probably would have been fine. I have the most confused direction right now. It's the fact it was such a crude drawing. It's what? It's In fact, it was a crude drawing in the sky. That's the reason the guy's mad. I'm pretty sure it's because it's a cock and people got upset about the giant sky cock. People got to fucking, you know, just calm down. Anyway, <laughs> according to the report, uh, the investigation found no indication of poor command climate and no evidence or allegations of overt sexism or misogyny. Why would they? It's a penis. <laughs> Not like they drew a naked woman up there. It's just a naked penis. Yeah, but even if yeah. they drew a naked woman, how is that misogyny? That's just something that they drew. And that's, a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing. People are beautiful. And if they could actually draw a naked woman with a fucking plane like that, that would be really yeah. impressive because that's a lot of curves. That is true. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's not just get, a simple get on it. It's not just a simple figure eight. We're talking a lot of curves, especially if you do women the way I like them. Yeah, right? <laughs> 36 24 36. Maybe she's 5 3. <laughs> what the fuck, man? That's that is really fucking hilarious. It gives me faith that, that maybe our military will be okay with guys like that serving. I think so, man. That that was the shit right there. <laughs> I love that they do it without thinking about the consequence, and then they realize that the com trail is going to stick around for a while, and they're like, oh, fuck, what have we done? Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck us. They're like, oh, then shit. I just go for it. <laughs> just go for it? At that point, I'd be like this. Uh, guys, I'm finding a penis up in the sky. What's going on here? Uh, control? Control? Mostly because I put my penis inside of you. Bareback. Like, like, all of a sudden, we get awakened up to alerts. You know, <laughs> I didn't do this, guys. We didn't do this. Someone else did it. I don't even know who. Must be the aliens. UFOs. Foo Fighters. That shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. This episode's just gonna have to do as we have it. We'll just we'll just pull the chain on it now. <laughs> yes. Pull pin on it. All right. We're gonna play the ending Legion promo for further Legion podcasts. You should check out that are definitely better than the performance we've given you on this show because May Mate has fucked our brains. Yeah. Right. We're gonna have a little bit of music that is fitting of something having to do with cannibalism. I guess. I don't know. I'll figure it out in the edit. And when we come back, we will close out this piece of shit fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Missed the mark on this one, Matt. I'm not sure. You may have just been lost on this one. Yeah, there's not a lot of songs about cannibalism that isn't also from Cannibal Corpse. And, you know, we can only have so much death metal from the same band on the same yeah, show. Right? I don't even think I played Cannibal Corpse on this show. I guess we'll see. We'll see what I came up with because obviously we're doing this in the edit later. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> it's all conjecture at this point. And we're just filling in and trying to kill time to pad out the episode, much like this film was super padded. I'm sorry. Uh, the Matt Psyop that usually does the show has just passed. I don't know what's talking right now, but. It's what's ever left. <laughs> it's just pure it at this point. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. find our landing page to look for the original Matt Psyop, www.legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We have a Facebook group where you can mourn the loss of the original Matt Psyop. That is Cinema Psyops. You can also post your own fake photography. Check out some of the videos I've been making to announce and or promote our newest full franchise fest. We're celebrating four total years of weekly releases nonstop, as well as Woo. over 200 
200 episodes by the time it starts. We'll be on episode 200. I've already announced it. Matt, what are we covering this time around? Uh, we are covering the Romero series, folks. Yes, the Romero dead films. Now, I yes. used images for the first three, but we're covering them all. If George directed it or produced it, we're doing it. Even the Night of the Living Dead remakes. So we're talking like about seven total films. And then we're going to have a special surprise that I'm still going to tease out. We have two movies left or two weeks of review left after that full franchise fest closes out that we're actually going to do something really special for you guys for the last two episodes to close out year four. But we're going to have all seven of the Romero produced, directed, or just produced films. So we're doing Night, Dawn, Day, the Night of the Living Dead remake that was directed by Tom Savini and produced by the Image 10 folks, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead. My enthusiasm starts to wane a little bit at the end there. Yes, <laughs> but we're gonna, it's, it's funny to hear. <laughs> we're going to hit all seven of those films, and we're going to be switch hitting. I'm coming back and doing reviews for the ones that I enjoy the most, and then one of the ones that I don't like at all, but we'll get there. <laughs> There you go. I am on Facebook as Court PsyOps. Matt is on Facebook as Matt PsyOp. You can email feedback to Matt, PsyOpMatt at gmail.com. Offer him a better job in the private sector. Yes, please, something, anybody. Or <laughs> offer to take him up in a jet plane where you can draw a dick with him. Yeah, that would be fun, too. <laughs> he would totally seriously love that. You can email oh, yeah. You can email feedback to Court, CinemaPsyOpsCourt at gmail.com. Let him know that May Matei was the worst idea he has ever had in his history of podcasting. Well, is it that or the fucking movie Stag Jenga? It's one of those two. Uh, no, Movie Stack Jenga was actually relatively good to us for the most part. It's just been bad the last couple of weeks leading up to May Mate. <laughs> I, I gotcha. It's just where we ended up in the stack. We're like, ooh, this is bad. <laughs> You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shitfest that is Twitter. I am at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. You can also slide some photos into our DMs, but also what's really appreciated is on the Instagram of cinema underscore psyops, because I'm the only one that gets to see that, and that's a way to exclude Matt from all the fun. You can direct yes. you can direct me to all the Instagram models there that, you know, I may or may not want to check out. <laughs> may or may not. Well, I, I may, and by may I will. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess just, you know hit me up with the feeds <laughs> tag me on their posts or something i don't know just just let me know you know see what you got you can you can see who i'm following and kind of get what i'm into it's i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a simple man <laughs> the simple man with simple pleasures <laughs> most of them are tattooed girls <laughs> yeah. dead ones he, yeah oh, tattooed dead girls that's where i live Some, somehow yeah. that's a clip <laughs> I got no way out of this one, Matt. I, I'm, we're stuck. I'm just circling the drain trying to figure out exactly what End to say. End this shit. Pull the plug. <laughs> while you do it, pull the plug on my machine, too, so you die already. All right. Well, while I go all Jack Kevorkian on Matt, go Jack Kevorkian on this week. Kick the fuck out of it and make it your bitch.
Hold on. I got some uh, trucks that I got to get out of my nose. Hold on. All right. Is it supposed to be that bloody? Yikes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Only if you've been blowing too hard and you tear out the membrane. This is all going to be outtakes anytime you blow your nose. It's, I'm just going to put it in the outtakes. Be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to put the, you gotta put anytime I blow my nose in the outtakes because that's going to be fucking hilarious. Or the, uh, the, uh, sorry, sorry, hold on. <laughs> okay, fuck, hold on. I think I just died. Anyway, huh. You don't call that shit a boat. That's not a boat. It's a fucking floating cigarette. Fuck that shit. That's a fucking canoe. <laughs> uh, it's like you wouldn't call a yacht a boat. It's not a fucking boat. It's a fucking yacht, all right? If it fucking has a helipad and a fucking five-star fucking restaurant inside of it, it's no longer a fucking boat, all right? That's a fucking yacht or a cruiser, okay? Okay, so a cruise ship is not a yacht, but a yacht could be a cruise ship? Maybe. All depending on what the amenities are and if you have staff. <laughs> Nothing that either of us will ever afford in either of our lifetimes multiplied out. Oh, no, but I, uh, for some reason, I draw a hard line at, at maritime fucking information. You know, it's kind of fucking weird. <laughs> your love of boating is a bit bizarre for you since you've lived most of your life landlocked. And I, I never knew I even liked boating, or boating until this fucking movie. And then they called it a boat. And I was like, fuck that. That's a canoe. And I'm like, why am I so fucking like uh, hard struck on that thing? Jesus. <laughs> it's like me and environmental sciences. I gave two fucks about it until I realized how wrong the information they were giving in the movie was. And then I got upset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, and is this the clip where they're... Well, I obviously didn't listen to it, so I'm just going to say... Is this the clip where they talk about all the Pulitzers they're going to get and shit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So that'll go in the outtakes. Captain Caveman's Club, or the, the hunk of wood that George the Animal Steel used to carry around with them. No, 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 no it's uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, 2x4. No, 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 not a 2x4. For a while there, there was like a little hunk of like wood that... that oh, you're right. He used to carry a club. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, it, yep. was, it was like a hunk of wood that he kind of shaped into somewhat of a club. It looks almost exactly like that, too. Not that shit barbed wire that is the thing fucking Mick Foley carried. <laughs> Which more than likely may have been the actual prop that uh, <laughs> fucking George the Animal Steel just left behind and took it up. Right. <laughs> every time I every time I like see Negan in the Walking Dead comics or saw him on the show with the fucking Lucille bat, I'm like, fucking Mick Foley did it first. Wrestling did it first. Yeah, and did it better but, because their bats were yeah. way more grotesque looking. Yeah, and, like, and, and Foley would light it on fire too. So you know, fuck you. Didn't some of those guys have a, a shot? Didn't some of those guys have a razor wire bat too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they whole, would fuck each other, especially in ECW. Yeah. They'd fuck each other up. Holy fucking shit, that stuff was grotesque. I remember loving that as a kid. I don't know if I can stomach it now. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I, I rarely watch a lot of old ECW shit because I'm like, oh, boy, that's a little much for me. How they are you guys gimmick. still walking? They don't they don't gimmick a lot of shit up at ECW. So that was a chunk of flesh that flew off of that guy. And no yeah. one seems to care. That guy actually has uh, Mick Foley just did a head dive onto pure concrete and he didn't break his fucking fall. What the fuck? How is he still standing? <laughs> it's, it is. It's like uh, I do not watch early ECW shit because I just can't stomach it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an outtake. Let's go back. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It was more fun talking about that. Than this fucking movie. I know it suckered me uh, into because I used to watch it too, so there you go. Uh, so, you know, to all you conspiracy theorists who hate chemtrails, I, I kind of fucking love them now. So, fuck you. See, Matt, they're drawing penises in the sky to turn the freaking frogs gay. I know. I know. Thanks, Alex. What do you, how'd you get in here? I don't know. I got nothing better to do now that YouTube and Facebook has kicked me off. I thought maybe I could broadcast with you guys, and I'll tell you how wizards do things to make pedophilia okay in the United States. If you go away, I'll give you a Xanax and an Oxycontin. Oh, wow. I don't even have to split this one with Rush. <laughs>
Get out of the get the fuck out of here. Jeez, right. Yeah, oh, I, I don't yeah. I don't know why I cloned him just so I could keep murdering him. That's weird. Yeah, why'd you let him into the fucking bunker? I'm really getting a little mad about that. Anyway. Like, like all of a sudden we get waking up to alerts, you know. I didn't do this, guys. We didn't do this. Someone else did it. I don't even know who. Must be the aliens, UFOs, foo fighters, that shit. You see, that's the the trans porn that's been flooding my phone. You just you can't control it. It just floods your phone. Yeah, uh, Alex, what, how'd you how'd you get over to court so fast? I give you, I just gave you oxycodone. Ah, uh, I've never seen you before in my life, you weird person. You got any more? How? Oh, uh, oh, how high are you right now? Well, uh, listen to the way I'm talking. Of course, I'm extremely messed up. Are you going to go draw a penis outside? No, I'm going to make another appearance on Joe Rogan and smoke tobacco. The wacky kind. Yes. Oh, there you go. Did they blame the weed for you saying stupid shit? I don't say stupid shit. I give you accurate facts about things that are happening with the lizard people that are trying to take over the world. Hey, uh, Alex, not fool anybody with that hair either. Just shave it, you fucking baldy motherfucker. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that we have nothing else to do, so I'm doing the worst Alex Jones impression I've probably done in forever. <laughs> I've been having a conversation with Alex Jones just recently. That's nice.